look at you, girl. Walking around, confidence and a smile. No one can take the crown. Bask in her glory. A crown tells a story of the queen that dwells inside. Yeah. A crown. Adjust your crown, sis. Respect the crown. I'm Leandra. I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Shauna. And this is Her Crown Podcast. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you guys for joining us again for another episode of Her Crown Podcast. And you know, I got to start out as usual asking how all you ladies are doing on the line today. How are we feeling? How's your week going? It's hump day again. So, you know, I'm feeling great. We're almost through this week. It's been quite an interesting week, but I'm making it. So I'm I'm good. Is that interesting, good, interesting, bad? Um, A little bit of both, but, you know, everything happens for a reason, right? So we're good. That's what they say. I don't know if I believe it, though. That's all right. Well, how are you, Gabrielle? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. You know, I'm over here doing this diet and um, I'm starving, but uh, I'm I'm losing weight. I'm seeing this, this, the scale go down. So I'm I'm pretty happy about that. Well, That's all we can ask for, right? That's all we can ask for. Those numbers to continue to decrease. Listen, I got on a scale less. Sunday and it said 141 pounds and I was like oh really me <laughs> me okay I'll take it and maybe and I even tried my jeans on today and they fit okay what the last time I could barely get them past my hips and I don't even have hips so you know I was fat <laughs> I don't know when the last time I was 100 and anything pounds but it's okay I'm gonna get there I'm gonna get there oh. Dreams and aspirations. I'm just trying to stay below the 150 mark. Um, I feel like right that's that's about my sweet spot between like 140 and 150. I feel okay. If I could get back down to 135 though. Hey. Listen. <laughs> dedication. That's what I don't have right now. Maybe someday. Not today. I hate to say it. <laughs> Not today. It will happen. But all right, so let's move along. Let's talk about what we came here to talk about. And I think what we came here to talk about are relationships, right? Yes, mm-hmm. please. And thank you. We all need this talk. We're talking about relationships. So, you know, Leandra and I love to watch um, Married at First Sight. <laughs> yes. You <laughs> know, I like a little trash TV. And this is actually not trash TV compared to a lot of the crap that I watch, but Love this show, and we have dragged Gabrielle along on <laughs> the train because yes. <laughs> this was a really, really interesting season. Um, seeing the dynamics of the couple, a lot of people, of course, know um, who actually watched the show about Paige and Chris and their struggles. Um, they're on the struggle bus of marriage. Um, we're gonna see how that turned out. We're watching. But, you know, there are other couples on the show that are going on a journey trying to figure out this thing called love. We've seen a lot of reality shows as of late that are focused on, you know, helping young people find love, the thing that they say they truly, truly want. Um, But then, of course, when they set them up, even if they're being set up by experts or even going on blind dates with people like on Love is Blind, um, you know, I think they realize that thing is a lot harder to attain and maintain um, than they anticipated because relationships, as we said in our first episode, they're works. Yeah, hard work. Romantic, (laughs) friendship, platonic relationships, they can be work sometimes. But particularly when you're in a romantic relationship, when you have an intimate connection with someone or you're trying to establish one, um, it's really, really difficult. So that's where we're gonna go today. Um, let's start off by talking about what we think is important in a relationship. What are you guys looking for when you want to be in a relationship with somebody? Respect. 
that, that's important to me. Sorry, Gabrielle. off the mat. <laughs> Let's get it out there. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> it's so important, but yeah, I'm not going to go into my dialogue of why right now. But yes, respect my first one. Okay, communication is key for me. You got to be able to communicate because when it gets rough, and it will, mm-hmm. uh, if we can't communicate, we're going to be on the struggle bus for real. Mm-hmm. Communication. Uh, commitment. Yeah, I think, especially if you say that you want to be in a relationship with somebody in order to make that work, you have to commit to that process. You know, you can't just cut and run when it gets a little hard, or somebody doesn't do what you want, or somebody makes you feel, um, you know, they, they hurt your feelings a little bit, because right, we're not perfect. We want to go through our struggles. Um, And I think there's levels to it because we also have to establish boundaries within our relationship. So that don't mean you got to put up with everything. All types of snaps. (laughs) Say that again. Somebody been line stepping over there, Leandra? I I can't. There are some habitual line steppers in this world. (laughs) I know I've met a couple in my journey. (laughs) Got to set those boundaries. They are important, but also with that being flexible. So you can have your boundaries of being able to be flexible. So that's another one, flexibility. Flexibility, absolutely. So let's talk about one of those things. Let's, what was the one that you mentioned? Respect. Let me ask you this. When you think about married at first sight, does that word strike anything in you when it comes to thinking about these couples? Who's on the current season? Ryan, Clara, Chris, Paige. Haley and Jacob. Haley and Jacob. Virginia and Eric. Mm-hmm. And Brianna, Brianna and Vincent. Brianna and Vincent. That's, that's something that he feels like he struggled with in his relationship with mm-hmm. Brianna. Um, you, you've seen them have kind of a breakdown where, um, Brianna maybe jokes around with him a little bit or something that seems lighthearted. He takes very, very personally. Uh, and I think part of that is, is not just respect. I think it's a, a little bit of being clear on what your communication style is mm-hmm. and what your buttons are, um, because, I ain't gonna lie, some of the things that he got a little bit upset about, I didn't think it was... It was not that big of a deal. I didn't think it was a big deal. You probably haven't gotten this far, Gabrielle, but there was a situation where, like, they were in the house, they were popping a bottle of champagne, and the champagne spilled on all over the floor, and some of it got on Vincent, and he's like, you know, they're laughing about it. It's not that big a deal. And she's like, oh, that's so Vincent of you, or so Benny of you. And he kind of laughed it off, but he was uh, he was upset. Oh. <laughs> so much so that he was going to leave their marital home for the night, because he was just... Oh. Yeah. Over a bottle of some spilled wine? Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. But I think it was a trigger. I think something triggered him. Maybe somebody said something to him or made fun of him from whatever it wasn't from childhood. That mm-hmm. he just, it, you know, it's just like, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't do that and to me. That part right there, when di- communicating and, and interacting with individuals, you don't mm-hmm. know. You don't know that, you know, 20 years ago, somebody used to say something to them a thousand times a week that just is really going to set them off. And then it's a ticking time bomb until you, until you step on it. (laughs) Right. But I think the, in that scenario, the better thing to do would have been to kind of like sit in that, not walk away from the situation, try to address it head on, talk about it. Um, Because, she was very, I feel like she was very much open to his feelings and him expressing how he felt about the situation and didn't try to diminish his feelings or make him feel like, okay, you're overreacting type of situation. But like every time you have like a slight rough patch or something, you can't just run away from the situation. And, you know, he said, you know, I'm going to go home. And she said something really serious. This is like, home. where is home? Because we're married. 
<laughs> like I understand that you still got your separate place right now. I still got my separate place, but this is our home. This is our kingdom right now. So you don't just get up and, and run away or walk away every time you feel slighted. There are some moments when you need that time to cool off, but don't try to just disappear for a whole night. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but that was a situation where he felt like he felt disrespected. Like when she makes little jokes and things like that, he felt disrespected. I didn't view it that way, but go ahead, Gabrielle. I was going to say from what I've seen in in their interactions thus far to the point that I've watched, um, Mm -hmm. he seems to struggle with being able to communicate with very much what what bothers him. Because I can remember when they went sky indoor skydiving and she kept trying to address a -hmm. conversation they had had the night before and certain behaviors that, he was exhibiting bothered him, but he wouldn't verbally say it. He shut she, down. And she was trying to draw that out of him. Like, it's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me so that I can stop doing it. If right. it really does bother you. And he just kind of kept sitting there and looking real like uptight and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that salsa dancing. Oh my that they just went on. And oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, he was mad. He could not get those steps down. And because he couldn't get those steps down, everything was an issue i think he's very much in his head about things yeah he doesn't want to feel embarrassed he doesn't want to feel like you know he's failing at something or he doesn't look good like like dr viviana said he wants to be impressive to his wife so if he feels like he's failing or he looks stupid it he internalizes that and externally it comes out as him shutting down. It comes out as him having an attitude because he just doesn't want to say, I'm sorry, I feel a little stupid right now. It's making me feel away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not necessarily that she's trying to make him look stupid. And, and that's also the answer situation. She was actually trying to do something really nice for them, you know, create an experience for them to go and, you know, do something fun together. But because and he she was chose told, the wrong type of dance. Yeah, it was bachata. <laughs> like, salsa ain't my thing. You know, bachata, I could have got down with it. But because he got two left feet in this particular dance, he losing his mind. I'm just like, you know, it, it was so weird to watch because you ever been in that situation where like your partner has an issue and you can sense something's wrong, but they're not saying anything. You know what I'm saying? No matter how you try to talk to them, it's just a blockage, a wall up. Yeah. Um, and I've been on the other end of it. So. <laughs> and how do you navigate that, though? Yeah. I think being on the end of it where you're having a blockage, it's hard because you're a part of you wants to to come out from behind that wall. But a part yeah. of you, the more the person keeps pressing, mm-hmm. I feel fir- like the, the further you keep retreating in. <laughs> I feel like I've been the Vincent type to like yeah. be in a relationship. And if something is bothering me, I go silent. Yeah. I've been that before. Mm-hmm. I'm not as much so now. Um because I just didn't want to um, have a confrontation or be, you know, have an uncomfortable conversation. And then part of it was when I would open up, my partner would be upset with me for feeling the way I felt. So right. I didn't feel validated in my experience, yes. even though your experience is your experience. We can find a common ground to discuss it so that we can figure out how to maneuver each other. But if every time I try to explain to you what's bothering me, you get upset, then I'm going to keep shutting down. Yep. Right. And so I will be honest. This is probably one of the things I won't say I I struggle with. Let's be honest. I struggle with it. Mm -hmm. And it's because of my tone. Mm-hmm. So many times, it's not that I don't respect what the other person is saying. It's my tone and how I deliver my message that mm-hmm. it comes off that I'm being disrespectful or what they feel doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I'm trying to overcome. So I think maybe other individuals are struggling with that same thing. It's not that you don't care. It's not that you don't respect what they're saying. It's just your tone is it destroys everything at times. Tenor and tone is Mm. so key, at least to me anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Because you could say anything in the world if you deliver it the correct way. And and 
the correct way is different for everybody. So learning, I think that's a part of the learning process and why the first probably years of marriage are so tough, because even if you've been dating for a while, this is a different chapter of your life and you're still trying to figure that, that piece out. And uh, in talking to some couples that have been together for a long time, it doesn't necessarily end. You might, Mm -mm, you you know, somebody. It doesn't. It doesn't. Well, I think I'm going on year seven now and like I said, I'm still learning and this is yeah. all you're learning every day, new things about yourself. So therefore you're learning new things about your relationship. And I yeah. think people fail to realize that there's no perfect you and there's no perfect him or her or whoever it may be. We are mm-hmm. always learning something. Yeah. Peeling back those layers. <laughs> Absolutely. But the communication aspect, it's a, I feel like it's one of those things that's kind of like a constant work in progress. Um, I know for me, I've definitely, I feel like as I've gone into like my thirties, that's when I started finding my voice. That's when I started kind of figuring out how to express, um, how I'm feeling, how to express when something is bothering me and being okay with the person not liking what I have to say. Cause I think I, I, a lot of me, um, part of me was a bit of a people pleaser and not wanting somebody to be upset with me. So I would just hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. Yeah. And, and I'm completely opposite from that. that. Yeah. You're like, so mm-hmm. different, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> we go in there right now. Well. And I, it, you know, it's a bad thing. I feel like it's a bad thing. So I'm, I'm glad, you know, you, you know, you're opposite in that because for me, I'm just like, you know what? We're having this conversation right now i'm not mm-hmm. waiting i gotta get it out i can't hold it in and sometimes holding it in and thinking about things before you just start the trash can is coming out mm-hmm. you gotta mm-hmm. hold on. it at the mouth yeah we can't <laughs> do that so it's bad it's something i'm also working on i mean it sounds like i'm working on a lot you oh, you got it you got a lot but. of your checklist <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're all a work in we progress. Back, 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 but back, back, communication back. is definitely an area for me that I need to improve on because it can make you know it can change a whole mood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think communication is like it's the hardest thing that we do. Yeah, because me saying something one way means something to me. That doesn't mean that it, that's how you're encoding it. True. And, true. and then that's where sometimes the issues arise yeah. and then throw in the tenor and the tone. And but, so, but sometimes people are a little too sensitive, man. I, I'm going to tell sometimes. you, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. I got to take a deep breath on that one because, <laughs> but really you can't be sensitive about every single thing. They're going to be hard conversations and you have to be able to have those. Yeah. Like they're not always going to be easy and have the result or outcome that you wanted to have at the end of that discussion. But please, please, mm -mm. get out your feelings. We're just talking. Let's let's just fix it. Come on now. I don't got time for this. I don't got time for this. Oh, you don't do that. I don't got time for this. I'm working on it. I said I'm working. Got to meet somewhere in the middle of the road, which is why I think sometimes having that third party that doesn't have a vested interest in the outcome to help kind of decode. Mm, yeah. yeah. And that's the one thing I like. I like other things about this show, um, right. but I like that they have the resources readily mm-hmm. available, a phone call mm-hmm. away that mm-hmm. they can come and talk to them about the things that are going on, which a lot of us don't have unless we go and seek it. So I'm right. glad that things that they put themselves in this type of situation that they are providing the resources that are needed to have a successful relationship. Facts. Agreed. So aside from the communication, um, can we just, can we talk about Chris and Paige for a second? (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I'm going to tell y'all right now, I'm not a poor Paige moment. I'm sorry. That's gone out the window. Mm-mm. Sorry. Yeah. They they they're they are on the struggle bus of I don't even want to call it love. I'm not sure exactly what to call it right now. It's um it's a lot of drama. It's a lot of obstacles. I think for Paige, commitment for her has turned into the negative side of commitment. Mm-hmm. She is so committed. 
Mm, it's not, it's not healthy for her. Yeah. It's not. And she doesn't see that because in her eyes, in which I understand she was raised in the church. And for her, she believes that a marriage, you have to work through it. You can't just give up on it. I took my vows. I took my vows seriously. And I hear her in all that she's saying, but at what point do you realize that you're being disrespected? Mm-hmm. You're being played for a fool. Mm-hmm. And you yourself, you're losing yourself in this relationship. Yeah. It's like, seriously, how much are you going to put up with? And this is a problem I think a lot of people have a hard time dealing with. I'm, I'm struggling with Paige kind of accepting so much because it's different like when you're in a relationship with somebody that you've established a real connection with right. um you got to know the good of them exactly. in addition to the bad so when the bad comes along you still you still kind of find a reason to hold on because you still got those <laughs> good memories Paige doesn't have a lot of good memories with this man she felt disconnected to him from the day that they met You know, he spent a lot of time wanting to talk about the sexual aspect of the relationship at their wedding. She clearly was not comfortable discussing it. And he wasn't picking up on those cues, even though, according to him, he wasn't physically attracted to her in the first place. So why are you so concerned about sex? You should be more concerned about establishing a connection with this woman beyond the bedroom. But you lay down with this man. And then he tells you that he's not even attracted to you. Not one time, but time and time again, you keep putting yourself in that same situation. It's like thing, moment after moment, obstacle after obstacle. And I know that marriage is definitely supposed to be till death do you part. But is this what you signed up for? Did you sign up to be with a man? Both of y'all went into this process saying you wanted to be married at first sight. You understand that you don't know what the person looks like. You know, that's something that you're going to just deal with when you get there. But if you're really in it for the long haul, if you're really in it for the process to find somebody to love, then you should be open to that experience and come into it with a certain level of integrity. Chris does not have integrity, in my personal opinion. He doesn't. Oh, he great. doesn't. It, like, it's, it's sad. It just makes all, like, if I look at and all the men that they have chosen this season to be on the show, even the relationship Chris has with Eric, even with Vincent, you know, I look at these relationships he even has with the male on this show. He doesn't have respect for them either. Mm-mm. He's clearly struggling with something internally, and he needs to be able to address that on his own before yeah. trying to engage with others, in, especially in a marriage. And well, he has great examples. I mean, his dad was a great example, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. <sighs> Just make sure you take care of the man in the bedroom. You'd be That's all, all right. he cares about. Somebody taking care of somebody in the bedroom. There is so much more than sex. Which I think shows like in his misinterpretation, mm-hmm. if, if I want to use mm-hmm. that word, because he, he said he wanted to form a connection with her and that's why he slept with her. And I'm like, that's not the way you form a connection. I mean, At you, all. You, you can to a certain extent, but not the kind of connection that's lasting when you exactly. don't have a foundation. Exactly. And, and so that-, <laughs> that was just mind blowing to me. Sorry. Go ahead, Sean. Um, yeah, that's an incredibly mind-blowing. And, and the thing about it, I think, um, I can't speak for every man, but I know a lot of men that will sleep with a woman that they don't have a real bond or connection with. It's a physical um, connection. But once the physical part is over, you know, if they're not into you, they're not into you. So I'm I'm kind of shocked that he would rely on that as a basis to find some level of closeness and intimacy with this woman. Because there's way more to it. Like once you shoot off your load, then what do you have left? Then you got to look at who the person really is that you're dealing with. And, and go ahead. I was, I was gonna say on the flip side. So we're talking about Chris, but there's a female who kind of did the same thing. Haley, you know, Haley and Jacob. That whole situation. 
So they actually had sex. Mm-hmm. And after they had sex, Haley admits that she wasn't attracted to him also. But then she also stopped communicating with this man after they had sex. All of a sudden she shuts down. So yes, Chris is bad, but Haley, she's not far behind. She's she well, so I think that Haley had sex for the wrong reasons, though. Because what she said is that I slept with him because we're married and I felt like that was the thing that I was supposed to do. So she didn't do it because it was something that she truly wanted to do. And that's already problematic in and of itself, because, yes, this man is your husband, but he's also a stranger to you. You just met him. So there's a certain level of comfort that should be established before you become intimate with somebody. So you don't regret it. So you don't feel like, oh, why did I, why did I even bother to do that? So that was a misstep on her part. Unfortunately, it's what's done is done. But, you know, the other thing for her, what she mentions is that those little uh, annoyances, those little arguments and things have made her kind of pull back. And I, and I, this is a woman who, in her own admission, has not had really long-term relationships. In her own admission, she um, typically tends to pull back from most guys that she tries to date. So it's almost like she engages them initially, kind of tries to find a, a connection, but then she starts picking away at every little thing so that she has a reason to kind of skedaddle off. And not really invest in it. And I think a lot of that is a defense mechanism for her. I think a lot of that is not her not wanting to really establish a real connection and intimate level of a relationship with somebody. Because with that comes vulnerability. And with vulnerability comes the ability for somebody to hurt you and to bring you pain. Those are things that a lot of people fear in relationships. So I think a lot that is part of the reason why she pulls back from a lot of her relationships part of it could be the the lack of physical attraction for her but then she has all these other layers of just really not wanting to dig in and do the hard work to really get to know somebody and establish that connection without kind of picking up all the flaws cuz nobody's perfect Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Jamie and Doug from, you know, a few seasons behind. Mm -hmm. Jamie had no attraction to Doug, and now they're married still. Right. They have two kids, and, you Mm -hmm. know, things are going well. But Jamie made it very clear to Doug and everybody else that she was not attracted to him. So, But haven't we all had that experience, or or am I the only one? (laughs) I definitely, I have definitely, like, met guys that I wasn't attracted to initially, but it was really the personality that brought me in. Yes, yes. It was being open to who they were yes. and their character. Because once you dig into the personality and you find that connection, and that's the better connection to have yes. because beauty fades, right? We get old, we gain weight, everything's changed, things shift around. If all you have is the physicality, then you don't have much. That's very skin deep, very surface level. You have to get to the heart of who a person is because that's going to tell you who you want to be with. That's the right. person that you need to get to know. Um, but like I said, I've definitely met people that I was not attracted to at first sight. But for whatever reason, the chemistry that we had, the connection I was able to establish, that made them physically attracted to me honestly like just that just the banter and 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 just being able to relate to them and to really get to know them like that's what's more important but yeah I don't know it kind of goes to that whole like beauty is truly only skin deep Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you can't say I'm marrying someone or I'm dating someone because of the way they look right you don't care about what comes after you know, these conversations that I need to have with this person, if none of those things matter, if the decisions that you're going to make with this person, they don't matter. All that matters is how they look. Then you're setting yourself up for failure. Hey, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Which, mind you, 
that annoys me a little bit with him. I remember him telling her friends at the wedding, like, you know, she's not, you know, what I'm used to. I'm used to the trophy type girls, like really pretty type girls. And it's a little, and, and that's not to say that Paige is a beauty queen or anything. She's a, you know, she's a decent looking girl. I actually think she's a beautiful looking girl because her skin is gorgeous. I love yeah. her skin. She has great skin and she has a beautiful body. She has a very warm, uh, beautiful smile and she has such a good and warm spirit about her. She like does. She's so positive. I want to be Paige's friend. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I want to be friends with Paige. I'm a little hard on the exterior. I like people that are more open and welcoming. So I... I wish he could really open himself up to the possibilities, you know what I'm saying, to what could be. Because if he would get out of his head, let the physical go, let that drama go. Because it, it, and he, it is so crazy because he's all over the place. Like one minute, I'm not attracted to you. The next minute, all right, I'm going to try to work in the mouth. The next minute, I got this baby mama on the way. But you know what? You're my wife and you're going to take precedent. Then we hop off a plane and you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to work that out with her because I don't want nobody raising my child. Who's going to raise your he, child but you? I think he needs to stop worrying about what, uh, what appearances in general. Literally. Not just, not literally. just Paige's appearance, but like how he perceives everyone else is looking mm-hmm. at him nobody's worried about you that much literally Most say that of us- again maybe you'll hear <laughs> chris ain't not a damn soul worried about you okay like it's oh. not that's not that deep like <laughs> and then you put yourself on this show <laughs> for everyone to judge so you, you put yourself out there but he don't want nobody in his business, though. <laughs> Get out of here, man. You signed up then, for the wrong Then what show. kills me is like when he talks about trying to form this connection and he said he was trying to do it sexually. As he's saying this to her, they're sitting in the bed talking. And I'm like, talk to her. Mm-hmm. Stop sitting there saying, I don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. If you want to form a connection, be vulnerable. Start talking. Tell mm-hmm. her what's going on. Stop shutting her out. Stop mm-hmm. making her, this into some big production and you being some... It, it, there's something emotional going on there. Like he does that throughout this process though. It's like every time there's an uncomfortable topic, instead of addressing it, he shuts down. I don't want to talk about it. Even when he was having a conversation with his pastors about how he oh. wanted to divorce the girl. Lord. And they're saying like, we think you're making the wrong decision. You didn't think twice about this. This is coming off very selfish. He doesn't want to hear anything that you have to say unless you're validating exactly what he wants. Yeah. Unless you're going along with his program, then he don't want to hear what you got to say. So there's a lack of maturity with him. And quite frankly, he's not ready to be married to anybody. He's not ready to be in a relationship. (laughs) Oh my goodness. We got to say that again. Say that again. Poor I just Chris. Gets no, so and I say poor Chris because I feel like he has a bad, I don't know him on a personal level. I know him from the show. I don't know yeah. his parents on a personal level, but his father is setting a bad example for what his son should be doing in this relationship. His mother is no better. She excuses half of the dumb mm. stuff that he mm. does. Mm. Who mm. says? Don't get me started on Who that. says? Well, was he drunk? Was he oh drinking? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am. You just told your son, it's okay that you slept with this woman that you were not attracted to because maybe you had a little too much alcohol. And I'm going to let that pass. Really? Yeah. That kind of struck me because I was just like, you. I understand that this is your son and you know mothers, they love their sons. You're probably going to be the same way, Leandra. You're probably going to be mm, the same that's way. That's my baby. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I get it. That's your son, but you're a woman too. So put yes. yourself, this woman is in front of you and she's saying, and I'm pretty sure she, she had to feel horrible. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you gave yourself up to this man. You are intimate with this man. That's your husband only for him to come back and tell you, I don't even find you attractive the next day. 
You know what I'm saying? And then you're 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 sharing this moment with his mom. Like, you know, we had a moment and all of a sudden, like he's checked out and she's just making all these excuses. And I'm just kind of thinking, like, how would you feel as a woman in her shoes? Right. Like, seriously, how would you feel? So that was really just disappointing to me that she took that stance um, and then she could not relate to her as a woman, forget the fact that that's your son. I get that's your son, but this is what your son has done to this other woman. You understand what I'm saying? Like, hold them accountable. We have to hold our sons accountable. You can't excuse all that bad behavior. Yes, we, we as mothers have to make sure your sons understand how to treat a woman, how to make sure they're ready for these relationships because how they treat their mother tells a lot about the individual they will become. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but how, how do we feel about the boundaries that are being set with what, Paige? What, what we, boundaries? That, that, that's the problem. <laughs> there are none. Sorry, sorry. It seems, it, I feel like every time she's about to set a boundary and stick to it, he comes in with the sob story. I'm trying to figure it all out. He, he gives he reels her back in. But how many times are you gonna have somebody reeling you in like that? I was gonna say he's over he, and over he knows again. he knows what to say. Like yeah. he he and when he says it, like one of the other cast members said, he seems genuine. Mm. Trying to convince but, that girl, mm. selling her the story it, she wanna hear. He knows what she wants. He knows she wants to make this work. He knows these things and he uses that to his advantage every single time. Like when that damn ex fiance baby mama sat on that couch and she basically says she don't want him did you see his face Mm, 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 mm. he was not prepared for that Mm, mm, especially with Paige in the room Mm. and could you see how upset he was that those two women were not catty with each other I love that. that they were just like you know what let's let's compare notes here let, let's talk about our experiences with this man. And he felt like, oh, it wasn't a cordial experience. Like, what did he expect them to come and have this kumbaya moment and praise him? Because I don't know, like, I'm, I'm an honorable man that I want to raise my child, leave my wife, the woman that I made a commitment to, forsake all others, so that I can be with this woman who apparently it wasn't working out in the first place. To me, me, that's like speaks so much to the fact that there's a lack of maturity there. Everything Mm -hmm. that I've seen thus far in his interactions with people is about him. Absolutely. I want all the attention to be on me and everyone needs to respect my boundaries and do everything from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Stay out of my business Mm -hmm. because I want you to stay out of my business interact with me the way that I want you to interact with me. Give me the attention. And if I'm not getting it, let me manipulate it so that it right. goes forth the way that I want it. And then I'm going to go back to treating you like dirt. Facts. I, and I just, oh, that really got under my skin. <laughs> it gets under my skin too. But yeah, like boundaries is like really, really important. And it seems like Chris can set boundaries about what he want to talk about, what he don't <laughs> want to talk about and cutting it off. And, and Paige is not able to set clear boundaries and stick to them. Because like you said, yeah. every time Chris comes around and gives her the sob story, uh, you know, pulls on the heartstrings, she, oh, I understand. I, I feel you. No, you need to feel his actions. Right. You need, you know, somebody, somebody said to me one time, a man shows you that he loves you by the commitments that he's willing to make and keep. Yes. It's not just saying words. It's not just feeding you lip service. It's putting those actions behind those words so that you know that he is truthful and honest and has integrity. And when that man is not showing you that his actions are aligning with his words, then he ain't here for you. Nope. You don't need to give him three, four, five, six, seven chances to figure that out. I'm going to tell you what, in my 30 something years of age, I had to learn that hard the hard way because Lord knows I'd have been through the struggle with some men, you know, wanting to believe what they say, 
Right. Wanting to believe in it. And, and they like to hit you with. Now, I can't say this to Paige because you know, they just met each other and she's been through a lot of struggle. There's no love there yet. But I've been de- dealt with the man who tells me that he loves me and his actions show me everything but that. I've been I've dealt with the man who says, I want to be in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? I want to be with you. But his action shows me everything but that. And so you have to take that at face value. Then mm-hmm. I think we 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 look at the 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 book of Maya chapter two verse twelve that says when somebody <laughs> shows you who they are, believe Leave them. them the believe first time them. Hello, <laughs> I can't tell you. I, I had a man that I was dating, and things were so wonderful. Like you know, it it, it felt good. The chemistry was there. It was just. But there's always red flags that you pick up on. Like, every time we hanging out, it's always weeknights. I'm like, it's hard Mm. for me. I'm a working woman. I got to go to bed at a certain time. I'm like, you know what? It's getting a little weird. Let's go out on a weekend and do something. All right, cool. MF will disappear. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say, motherfucker, MF will disappear. So once... I I tried to, I done did a background check on him at that point. I'm like, what's going on? Who, who, who is this man really? I had to do a background check on him. And then I found out that now mind you, we were on our first date. This man told me he had been single for five years. Mm. Five years. I child, I done found out that he just bought a house with another woman two years ago. Oh. Her name is on the deed. I done found out that the mortgage is underwater. I done found out his whole goddamn life story. And I said, oh, I see you. I see you for who you are. You can't hang out this weekend because that's her time, clearly. (laughs) That's her time. And then it's all, what? I I, I don't understand. All of a sudden, he got time to talk. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. he got time to talk. But he tried to hit me with the, well, you know, I ain't want to tell you about that situation because even though, I mean, technically we live together, but we kind of just like roommates. We trying to figure that out who, who going to move, what we going to do with the house. And I'm just like, you know, I'd like to believe that because we had a good time together. And I really like, I'm invested. I really like this guy at this point. But I'm like, girl, don't be no damn fool. He literally was lying to you from the day you met him. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The actions is not aligning with what you say you want. And so you can't come at me with the, but what we've established, but our relationship, but I care about you so much. No, 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 no. That's (laughs) not what, if that's what caring about somebody is, I don't want it. If that's what love is supposed to be, I don't need it. You understand what I'm saying? You got to take people at their face value. Uh So if you're going to lie to me off the bat, I can't even continue on in the relationship because I'm never going to be able to trust you again at this point. I, every time your phone go off, I'm going to be wondering who calling. Right. Every time you walk out the door, I'm going to be wondering where you going. Who wants uh-huh. to live in that type of situation? Nobody. You understand what I'm saying? And and pages may not be to that. Well, child page in a whole other type of nonsense. So she's dealing with but- drama with a man that she ain't even... <laughs> You know who else I was just thinking about with commitment, Virginia Mm -hmm. and Eric. So Virginia is the party girl. She is 26. Mm -hmm. Eric Mm -hmm. is 34. Virginia Mm -hmm. wants to go and hang out with all her guy friends. And Eric made that very clear. Like, um, this is a marriage. We're not dating. Yeah. 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 Like, you can't go hang out with all your ex-boyfriends or whoever they may be and tell me you're going to sleep over at your guy friend's house. Like, you're in a Where they do that? Where they do that at? Wake up, ladies. It's not okay. I don't think think most ladies have that problem, to be honest. (laughs) Some may. Some probably do. I I, I, I wonder if she's ready for this process. I was going to say maturity is not there. Ready uh-uh. for love, not ready. She's still in that college mentality. I want to go out, party, get drunk. You see, he's trying to keep up with her. He's struggling. He's a pilot. <laughs> Please don't fly my plane after you've been hanging he with her. He can't get drunk. Okay. Like, oh, listen, listen. So I don't, I don't think she had a full understanding of what goes into that relationship and a marriage. And part of that is 
Yeah, letting your husband or your wife know where you at. And not being out with random men or women all night. That's not to say that you don't you don't necessarily have friends of the opposite sex just because you're all of a sudden married. But I don't know if I was married, I don't think I would be going out getting drunk and kicking it with a bunch of dudes on the weekend and my husband ain't there. It's like, a recipe I'm, for disaster. It doesn't look good on the outside and the shore can't feel good on the inside. Like, yeah. it, it's not right. And to his point, guys oftentimes are hanging around waiting on that moment to slide on in That's there. And, she, and her naivety about that is just... <laughs> now, now, I will say this in that you have to also be flexible so you guys are coming into these relationships, going into these situ- situations, you have to learn to be flexible because everyone comes in with their baggage. They come in with their mindset. And so, you know, you really have to be able to say, I'm flexible on this, that, and the other. Yeah, agreed. And and I think he did try to say, I think they both were trying to come to some middle ground, but right. just at some point digging their heels in too far from the middle road right what they wanted right um but in his case i mean i'm with you leandra uh please don't be out here drinking and trying to fly the plane that i'm getting on (laughs) (laughs) trying to keep up with this poor child she just want to party all the time i don't know what do you guys think about uh Clara and Ryan's situation. This is really interesting because she been too flexible. Explain. So <laughs> Clara, and, and I won't say Clara, Ryan more so, he wants to do everything but have actual sex. So oral sex is okay, but it's still sex. And anything else in between is okay. However, when it comes time to actually consummate this marriage and let's like get down and do it. He, he don't want to do it. He's not ready for that. That's too much. Um, we're moving too fast. We just met each other. <laughs> I, I, but you know, go ahead, Gary. <laughs> I was going to say, but I mean, part of the issue, at least for me in this process is it's like, oh, we got married overnight. And mm-hmm. for some folks that they really want to have that experience of I'm like sex is an expression of how I feel about this person. And if he's not feeling that yet, Amen. And and this is what my point, though, what I was going to say is that don't we as women do the same thing at times? Yeah. Don't we engage with a man and we'll let him get to first, second and third base and be like, don't, don't, don't take the panties all the way off. (laughs) (laughs) We can do everything, but let's not do it, do it. Like, do we not have to respect his boundaries because he's a man? If he's not ready to have, you know, full on intercourse because he feels like that's another, a deeper level and he wants to make sure there's a deeper commitment before he does that. Is he wrong for that? Honestly, he's not wrong for it. But my thing is on that same, you know, no, you can't be willing and doing everything else and think that this other person is supposed to be able to say, you know what, I'm just going to stop and I'm going to stop my feelings, emotions and everything that's going on at that moment. Come on. Like, at what point do you realize either just stop doing what we're doing until we're ready I think I think that's definitely a, a situation where you have to um, adjust and if and decide either maybe we do we go all the way or we don't do anything at all because right. you know I don't I don't think it's wrong for him to say I'm not ready to do that and then in that case for her maybe she says then we don't do anything but she wants to be intimate. You know. She does, and I like their their relationship. To me, it's a good relationship overall. A little boring, but um, yeah, I mean, it was there's little, always going to be that boring. boring couple. It's okay, but you know, I, I think a lot of her concern is um, him getting to that deeper level of intimacy with her, um, because yeah. he said, you know, he's never even told anybody that he loves them. Right. So yeah. I'm wondering, what does that look like? Does he even know what that looks like for him? 
Um, Because he even when she tried to explain it, it wasn't really clear to me um, everything that it would take for him to be able to let that guard down and be open to really falling in love with someone. So because she said he had been in like like a three year relationship or something without saying it. And that's weird. That's different. I don't I don't I don't think I've I've never been with somebody for no two, three years that I have not said I love you to. So I'm wondering what is the blockage there for him? He says that he doesn't trust easily. But why would you be in a relationship with somebody for that long that you don't even trust? Right. What are you holding on to at that point? I feel like many times it's the examples too. So the things or individuals or relationships I've seen in my past that I look to for Mm -hmm. inspiration. So whether it's the grandparent, parents, Mm -hmm. a lot of times we bring that into our relationships because it's either a good example or bad example. I want this, I don't want that. And that could be the case for a lot of these couples and why, first of all, they're going on married at first sight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean it works out for some of them you can't yeah. hey, it's, listen it's hard out in these streets Some sometimes you get to your end of your road and you think maybe uh, the experts can help out in that regard it don't work out for most of them but <laughs> some of them it's a happy ending it is yeah. for some but very few yeah and apparently there's a lot of us out here looking for love so they figure why not this unconventional I'm give it a shot if uh, the experts can't do it, uh, maybe I'm out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's I think it's a lot harder in this society when we all have these preconceived notions about what we want versus what we need. And if we're not getting what we feel like we want in a relationship versus the things that we actually need in a relationship, um, we're just willing to kind of just run away from it. Whereas, you know, maybe other cultures where arranged marriages are quite normal, they don't go into it necessarily feeling like I have to be in love or Mm -hmm. I have to be super physically attracted to the person. You know, that is something that you're open to the process of of coming into over time. Um, So you would think that these people that go on to this in this experiment would have that same mindset that all right, I might not be the most physically attracted at first. There might be some quirks with this person that don't seem so cool, but let me just kind of be open to figuring out why we were put together in the first place. Because there might be something worth exploring there more than you even thought. Because you've been missing something. Obviously, you haven't been able to do it on your own. So something is missing. Yeah, this puts me in mind of a film and y'all gonna pick on me because it's an old film and it's a musical. (laughs) Let's see if we've ever seen it before. <laughs> it's Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. And I actually, we, didn't we go to that place, Shauna? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one. And the scene where um, they're singing, does he love me or does she love me? And they keep asking one another. And she's like, you know, why are you asking me that? Like, we married, we got kids. Like, do I love you? Get out of here. And he's like, no, come on, tell me, do you love me? Because <laughs> then they grew up in a culture where it's like, we do the arranged marriage. And right. Y'all figure that thing out. And then telling their daughters, like, it's okay, you'll be fine. Um, if you don't love this person right off the bat, it, it'll grow on you. Mm-hmm. And um, and seeing that, that shift in dynamic from one uh, phase of a culture to the next of right. what we see today, where we're all about, like, I got to be in love. I got to be super attracted to this person. Mm-hmm. to like love will come over time if you let it <laughs> it, it will yeah. and sometimes being open to trying something maybe you didn't foresee yourself doing whether right. it's dating outside of your race uh sometimes I feel like we close ourselves off mm-hmm. and we need to be flexible and open to trying something new because obviously other things aren't working hey, hey that movie was good something new <laughs> right now, I don't think I would have been so close off to dating that white guy because he was cute to me. <laughs> he yeah. was cute, cute. So, but yeah, you never know. You never know where love will find you. You definitely have to be open to, to receiving it, um, you know, if it shows up. But child, I don't know where it's at. It's hard. Maybe I should be going on Married at First Sight. 
<laughs> All right. I don't know about that one. That's I don't either. I don't think it would work out for me, but um, God bless these people that go through this process. Because like I said, most for most of them, it's, uh, it's crazy too, because it what makes you wonder, like, well, what is really... What's wrong with all of us? Because if you got the the pastor, the psychologist, and the sociologist right. putting y'all together, and it still is just it ain't working. It's work. a struggle. It's a struggle. Could it be perhaps in this concept that these struggles or these issues that these people have, like they got to deal with them on their own first, instead of just jumping into a marriage and trying to work backwards? Yeah, it I fix mean, me first before I go and try to jump into a situation. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's probably part of it. Because even with like, you know, Chris, we find out that he's been engaged before. Um, three times. Was, three, so this three is times, his Come on third now. third engagement, and you know, I don't know what's really underneath that, why he feels compelled to um, kind of jump into the ultimate level of commitment, which is to commit to marriage. And then for whatever reason, those things don't work out for him. Um, but uh, this should give me a what? headache. <laughs> let's, let's really talk about the big elephant in the room, sex. Okay. Because I feel <laughs> I feel that a lot of issues that I know, uh, you know, when it comes to relationship are dealing with sex or around sex. And I say that because you have speaking on the show, you have Claire and Ryan. They haven't had sex and they're struggling. Well, one of them is struggling. Then you have Brianna and Vincent, who seem to be be very happy mm-hmm. in their situation, and they have had sex. Virginia and Eric, well, they wild and crazy. They didn't. They, didn't, <laughs> they did. They do. They had no problems with that. <laughs> Not a damn bit of problem. And then you have Paige and and uh, Chris. You know, so sometimes we get caught up in the the motions of having sex. Mm-hmm that we forget mm-hmm. about what it, why, why we're really doing this. Yeah. I think love is blind was probably a show for that. I better appreciated from mm-hmm. that regard because they actually made people sit in those pods and mm-hmm. not, not, they took the physical element out of it. Like you don't know what this person looks like. Right. So if you're building any level of attraction and connection, it strictly is on being able to communicate. Mm-hmm. And and not that they communicated on every deep topic while they were in those pods, because right. who's, who's going to talk about the worst of the worst or the right in in those scenarios? But at least they were forming some type of a bond. Whereas in this um, particular program, it's like, okay, we we've we've done the legal part of it, and now we're trying to figure out going backwards. Like, can we right. can we communicate? And we're we're going off the strength of these experts saying that we're going to be compatible. Mm-hmm. And in some instances. We're finding that the experts were fooled by this representative that some of these people were putting forward. But even with Love is Blind, there was that one couple, I don't remember her name, Jessica, I think it was, the blonde-haired woman, Mm. and she was with that Mike guy. So The one that kept chasing after that other dude. Yeah, very, (laughs) very weird, very annoying. But, you know, they went through that process. They had all that time to get to know each other. And then when it's like as soon as she saw him, everything that she felt, all those warm, fuzzy feelings just dissipated. Yeah. Because he wasn't tall enough or handsome enough or whatever the reason. And then, you know, she sees the other guy who is more physically attractive. And that looks like the prize to her. Mm -hmm. Not the guy that's actually invested in you not the guy that is has eyes for only you and is literally ready to put all his eggs in one basket with you you know what i'm saying so even in that situation it still didn't work out so 
And I think we're all a little guilty of that too, though, yeah. right? Like we have these ideas of what, what should work. And even mm-hmm. if somebody's like checking off other boxes, we're like, oh, I know I'm guilty if you're not over a certain mm-hmm. height. I'd be struggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I've dated the short guy, I've dated the tall guy, I've dated the fit guy, I've dated the unfit guy. Like I just wanna, I just wanna date somebody that I really connect with. And then beyond that, making sure that, you know, we value each other, mm-hmm. that we say what we mean and we mean what we say. Like, we're very clear. We can communicate what we want and what we don't want. And if you say you want something out of the relationship, stick to that. Like, don't say one thing and do something completely different. I think that's the biggest thing that I've had difficulties with um, at this stage is, people it's really weird because it's either I meet the man that wants to get married tomorrow (laughs) like literally like okay I'm getting up there in the age I'm not married I don't have kids let's do this now but it's not really invested in getting to really know you very well and then you meet the guy that you spend the time with and you're having a great time but they don't know what they want they, they want you, but they still want the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't got time for none of it. This is why I have such long periods of being single because I can't, I can't go through all the motions with that nonsense, but yeah, I don't know. I'm right there with you in the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> God bless, God bless. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm really, really, um, I have a lot of hope and optimism to see where Vincent and what's her name? Brittany? Brianna. Brianna. I have a lot of hope and optimism about that relationship because it's not perfect. They definitely have their struggles in terms of their communication styles and, you know, one person maybe feels a little bit slighted about the way somebody said something. It's a little bit of a miscommunication, but at the same time, I feel like they have a genuine like for each other. They want to learn each other. And even when they do go through their struggles, they always come back to the table, right? And they have that conversation. They try to work it out. They take accountability and try to move forward. And um, that's not present in all of these relationships. You know, Paige and Chris are struggling to even figure out what they want. Um, Well, not Paige, Chris. He don't even know what he wants. Virginia and Eric, they definitely have a physical connection. They, They definitely like each other, but they're, they have different lifestyles. So that's interesting to see how that's, even going to pan out with him being the 30 plus year old guy that's really ready to settle down and kind of knows what he wants in life. Whereas Virginia is um, young, still mm-hmm. wants to have fun. And then yes. she, she also has those, you know, bad experiences in terms of relationships that she's seen from her parents that are um, kind of holding her back in some ways of how she proceeds in certain relationships and her fears about true commitment in relationships because she hasn't seen the best, po- most positive examples of marriage right. in her life. Right. I think the added layer of, of that'll be difficult for them is the fact that he's going to be on the road so much. Mm-hmm. That's going to mm-hmm. leave a pretty wide open door for things to happen when, mm-hmm. when he's not home. Yeah. But I guess... When it comes to just relationships, we have to remember as women not to lose ourselves. There's so many good and bad examples, but we have to remember ultimately, if a man shows you or whoever it is you're in a relationship with, they show you their true character, believe it. Yeah, 100%. I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with. We struggle with... um, you know, holding on to that potential or what we want them to be, or, you know, those few good moments that we have. But, you know, when you look at the picture as a whole, um, you know, like I said, if the actions are not aligning with the words, you understand what I'm saying? Then 
you maybe need to reevaluate that situation and, and figure out if it's really something that you truly want. Because if they're not showing up the way they claim they want to show up in your life, when are they going to do that? And how long are you willing to wait until they realize, until you realize who they are and, and they become the man that you believe you deserve? That may never happen. So before Stop you waste around. a lot of time, before you waste a lot of time on somebody who is showing you over and over again that they're not really truly here for you, um, they're not truly invested in you, they don't truly value you, take a good look at your relationship and have that honest conversation with yourself about what you want and what you need. Yes. Yeah. And not, you know let that go, let that fall by the wayside because you don't want to get 10, 15 years down the line and you're still unhappy and miserable in your relationship, Paige. <laughs> On that note. That was a that was a loaded discussion. We was all over the place, but you know, relationships are so complex and they'll take you everywhere. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes. But we all have them. We are none of us are perfect. We're all learning. And just keep that in mind. We're all learning. Even we as women make bad decisions and we do things in our relationships that could, you know, destroy our relationships. So we're not perfect. Absolutely. But you know, it's a work in progress. Every single one of us are a work in progress. So hopefully eventually we get to the promised land of good and healthy relationships. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at. But thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of Her Crown Podcast. We appreciate the continued support and we hope that you continue to come back and join us week after week. Until the next time, take care of yourselves. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Her Crown Podcast. And please subscribe, like, and share if you care. Until next time, let's remain supreme, queens. <laughs>